welcome to In Plain Sight on Republic Broadcasting Network, your network for true freedom of speech. And the the true the truth as we can best present it. Although many of our hosts have different points of view, that's what makes this network great. You can tune into the hosts that you like the most, and you can criticize the ones that you don't. You can call into the shows, usually. I want you to donate to keep this freedom of speech alive. Please go to republicbroadcasting.org, smash the donate, and send that check or money order payable to RBN. That's Republic Broadcasting Network on the envelope. Address it to 2251 Double Creek Drive, Suite 302, Round Rock, Texas, 78664. And you can call in your debit or credit cards to one 800 724-2719, extension 3, and give them uh, set up a recurring payment. Even if it's 5 or 10 bucks, uh, if, if a thousand of you did that, we could have somewhat of a better budget. And when I say we, I mean the good folk at RBN, because, uh, you know, as you know, the hosts uh, don't get paid every now and then. Maybe we'll take a do- donation or two. Uh, but right now, the network's in a critical crunch. And uh, so we need to get that money in there. This is your rundown of the news on Monday night, and you can call us in to let us know what you got on your mind. I want to know what you're thinking. There's some things you can't hide. Tell me what's on your mind. 512-248-8252 if you want to get in on the show. I don't think we have any special promos. If we do, Julie, you can uh, text me that. And uh, I'll read them off. I'll check the text here shortly. Let's get right into the news. Uh, of course, the Israeli genocide of Palestinians. Uh, Bibi is claiming that only one Palestinian is killed for every Hamas fighter killed. So by that, I think he means civilian, which that's that's an outlier lie. Uh, I get I watch reels. I don't know if you're, if you're not familiar, if you have a social media, I have Facebook and in, Instagram. And mostly I have those to advertise my self-employment business. But also I keep up with a lot of friends uh, on Facebook. I do friends that I've met over the last 30 years, 30 plus years, really my whole life. I have friends on there that I knew in four-year-old kindergarten at the Christian school in Mayfield. And so I like to keep up with them. You know, I, I don't really use it as a source of truth. I understand they're collecting data on me. I get it. But it's it's been a valuable tool for me to collect or, or to uh, to not only keep up with friends, but I can also sort of get the lay of the political landscape by looking at Facebook and seeing how many of my very far left liberal friends, what they're saying, I can almost predict how they're going to act and react and the same with my right-leaning, mostly Trump-supporting uh, friends uh, who would call themselves patriots. Um, I can sort of give, get a feel for how they're going to act and react to these different things. And as Patrick and I pointed out, interestingly enough, the leftists support the Ukraine war, but they're pushing back against the uh, Israeli genocide of Palestinians. And the right-wingers, the Trump supporters, are supporting Israel and don't support the Ukraine I wouldn't say they're pro-Russia or pro-Putin, uh, even though some of them have put out some uh, rather dank memes, uh, uh, you know, pr- promoting, hey, you know, Russia is really a, more of a Christian country and upholding Christianity. That's kind of the general take 
right? That's the political uh, landscape. And and as far as Instagram, you can catch a lot of like really cool uh, channels on Instagram. They have martial arts. They have cooking shows, which I really love the cooking shows. Uh, you know, like Emerald, the Cook Emerald, uh, and uh, the guy that did Hell's Kitchen, the blonde guy. I'll think of his name in a minute. Uh, and you can you can watch these reels, and the algorithms sort of put reels in your uh, in your feed that sort of cater to what you're interested in. So if I'm looking at martial arts and cooking shows and survivalist shows, they're going to put more of those in there. Well, I'd recently clicked on some uh, some of the video footage of the genocide in, in Palestine, and you know, like we've mentioned before, these third world people, a lot of them living in shacks and huts. Um, this cell phone technology, this smartphone technology is so available and um, easy to produce and cheap that most of these people are living just in horrible conditions, but yet they have a a $100 phone in their pocket, very sophisticated recording device uh, that that records crystal clear video and audio. And I'm not saying this to be like, oh, look at these people, They're, they're poor, why do they have cell phones? I mean, a lot of times it can be given to them. A lot of times these these things are, are very cheap, <clears throat> and almost everybody has one. That's my point. So these people in the third world, uh, specifically these Palestinian people, are making videos of their children being uh, clobbered and, and brought into hospitals, little babies with their legs amputated and um, busted up heads, a lot of dead babies on there. Uh, it's very heart-wrenching. <clears throat> so... I mean, we know from video footage and, you know, these, these people record and they, they upload it instantly. And it's, it's very difficult if someone were to try to censor that. It's difficult to take them all down before a vast amount of the public sees it. So I see these reels. That's my whole point in bringing up all of the social media is <clears throat> I see the reels, the, the short clips. A reel is a short clip anywhere from uh, 30 seconds to, to three or four minutes, some of them longer some of them 10 minutes of this horrific thing that's going on. So we know this guy's lying. We know BB's lying and um, that's all he does is lie. He's a genocidal maniac. Just getting a little bit of a read here on X, the social media formerly known as Twitter. Uh, Muno Marquez reports Netanyahu claims Israel has killed or wounded 20,000 terrorists, quote unquote out of whom 12,000 are Hamas. 70% of the 30,000 dead are supposed to be women and children. This sick post is openly calling babies and children terrorists. But if you call that genocidal, you're an anti-Semite. That's just one of the tweets that I, I read <clears throat> off of that particular social media. Reuters, uh, from Reuters, an Israeli, the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said in an interview on Sunday that enough of the 132 remaining Israel hostages held in Gaza are alive to justify Israel's ongoing war in the region. So he's saying the hostages, 132 of them, are what's justifying them, uh, their ongoing war. Netanyahu also said that one Palestinian civilian has been killed for uh, every Hamas fighter killed in Gaza. One Palestinian civilian has been killed for every Hamas fighter, which is a little different than what he's claimed before that 
you know, one civilian is killed, that they weren't targeting civilians at all. They claim they were targeting uh, legit military targets because they say that, oh, look, Hamas hid all of their weapons in this hospital or school or whatever it is. But now he's claiming one for one, um, which we're calling BS on that. Palestinian health authorities say that around 70% of those killed, 70% are women or children under 18. That makes that number makes sense when I see the videos and the reels that I've been studying for the last, well, since October 7th, <clears throat> sort of collecting some data on them. 70% sounds like a more believable number of, of people killed are women and children. Um, you figured that the majority of the population in Palestine are young people. They don't have a lot of elderly there. Uh, and so that would make sense that when civilians are hit, the majority of them are going to be youth. So out of these 30%, who were the adult men and how many were Hamas? Could it have been fewer than 1%? Got a little take from the storm around this. Um, another uh, Twitter read here from Middle East Eye. The uh, They post, displaced children in Rafa, southern Gaza, are sleeping in chicken coops to escape the rain and the cold after the tents they lived in were filled with water due to heavy rain. And it has a video right here of women and children sleeping in these chicken coops. Uh, very sad. And look, we understand that deep fake videos can be made and that... Uh, you know, like back to gas, Syrian gas baby, right? Remember when they tried to tell us uh, that Mossad was gassing that Mossad? Yeah, Mossad created ISIS, right? You guys got to help, help me out here. I'm, I'm tired tonight. They were saying that uh, Mossad was killing his own people uh, in Syria, and they did that fake video of, of children getting gassed. Well, that was just a few videos, and it was proven to be fake. Like these are thousands of videos being put out there. Uh, from people's pockets directly onto their social media. So it's not being broadcast on like a, an official government site or anything like that. It's not like Hamas is, is faking these videos and, and putting them out there on their own side. These are individual people's uh, personal social media sites. Because like I said, you can live in a, in a wood-paneled shack or a mud hut in India or Palestine or anywhere. And if you've got a cell phone, you can make yourself a Instagram or a X Twitter uh, channel or a Facebook channel, and you can post your own stuff. You can post videos every day uh, as long as the battery holds in your phone. You combine this along with Israel flooding the tunnels with salt water, uh, which isn't taking out Hamas. It's just poisoning the water and the further destroying the resources of these poor people in Palestine. Now, because of all of this genocide, like I said, a lot of leftists now are speaking out. You have a lot of anti-Israel protests erupting. I actually heard, I think it was, uh, uh, I'm pretty sure uh, Dr. Fetzer announced that Hillary was heckled at one of her own expensive speeches. I think I read it on the Stormer as well. Her own leftist People that came to see her, so a few of them uh, busted in and started heckling her and uh, blaming her uh, for the the wars, not only in Palestine, but in Syria uh, and, and going on back. And they had to be taken out 
of the speaking event. I'll try to pull that one up if I can find it uh, on the break. That's an interesting one. But because of this, uh, huge amounts of censorship has been going on. Uh, and you've got the Republicans, as usual, uh, instead of using this opportunity to stand up for freedom of speech, uh, you know, instead they're holding, uh, they're bringing Zuckerberg in and telling him that he's not doing enough to, uh, to stop anti-Semitism on, on his side. He's a Jew, by the way, for crying out loud. But I guess if you could credit him with anything to his credit, uh, Zuckerberg has allowed a fair amount of freedom of speech. A lot of these reels are are proof of it. But it's not so much that he allowed. It's that it's very difficult for them to crack down on each and every person. There's millions and millions of people. There could even be a billion people with a cell phone in their pocket. When you consider China as well, probably well more than that. Uh, and like I said, India, I think India and China are the two most uh, populated Countries in the world don't hold me to this, but approximately one billion in China, one billion in, in India. So, how many of those people have cell phones? How many of the Palestinians have cell phones? I mean, it's just very difficult to crack down on each and every one. Um, they'll have to come up with some sort of an AI that will do an algorithm that will just flush these things out. And I'm sure they're on the verge of that. But that's pretty much what uh, you know. Josh Hawley and the gang uh, are calling for, trying to pull that that particular article up um, anyway getting on to uh, other news Australia warns Israel um, that attacking Rafah could have devastating consequences Australia is just one of many countries that have have come out and called for an immediate humanitarian ceasefire and uh, there's 153 countries approximately that have called for this um one of the Twitter uh, ex-posters says that now many of Israel's friends are expressing deep concerns about reports of an Israeli military operation in Rafah. I think that's the place earlier where you saw the, the children and women sleeping in the chicken coops. Let's see if that's the one. It's the, it's the one at the end of the article that I just read. Yeah, the one about BB. Here we go. Yeah. Displaced children in Rafah, southern Gaza, are sleeping in chicken coops. That's the one. That's the city, Rafah. So Australia is even warning, um, hey, you know, you got to stop this. Israel seems to be just ignoring the international court. And they seem to be operating under this old playbook that if anybody messes with them, the United States will back them up and will just invade whatever country messes with them. That is not that is not the case. Uh been proven since the uh, fallout of the of the um, Russia-Ukraine thing, uh, where the West tried to sanction Russia, that that all just backfired. Um, the U.S. is losing its hegemony, and uh, you have even uh, Houthis, you know, bombing ships coming, you know, cargo ships carrying equipment to Israel, uh, coming up through the Red Sea. Um, there's even talk, I think, I think there was some Hezbollah, um, groups that were using drones to attack military installations in Iraq. We covered some news of that in the last few weeks. So, uh, you know, outside of just doing a full bombing campaign, which I don't think the U S is even ready for that. 
um, it really can't back up Israel now. So Israel's living on borrowed time. I really don't know um, what exactly they want to accomplish here other than the complete destruction and, and utter genocide of Palestine and the replacement, the uh, flushing them out of that area. And that seems to be what they're doing. No holds barred. Uh, what else do we have? So uh, we'll cover this a little bit more on the other side of the break. But uh, there are gangs in, uh, from Venezuela who are behind tremendous amounts of crimes going in uh, New York City. And at first they tried to push this under the rug and say, oh, it's not the, it's not the illegal migrants. It's not all these people we've moved into five-star hotels, but actually it is. It's Venezuelan uh, crime gangs. New York Post, a crime wave that has raised fears across the city. Robbers on mopeds snatching people's phones from their hands and speeding off. The one especially brazen attack. Uh, the moped-riding bandits drug, dragged a 62-year-old woman down a Brooklyn street in December. It's crazy. It shows footage of it here on this New York Post uh, article shows the lady after she got drugged laying down on the uh, sidewalk. She went back to her apartment and was basically just afraid to come out. She told her superintendent that she just couldn't leave the apartment again. She's very nervous when people start coming in that, that she didn't recognize. So yeah, you know, literal citizens of New York city living in terror. Um, it's, it's really just, I mean, they're they're pulling these people in. Do you think Venezuela are, are giving us their best people? Um, is Africa giving us the best? Or are they emptying out their prisons and insane asylums and and their bums on the street? It's probably what they're doing, and you know that's what we're getting here. And that's that's what's happening to our big cities. They're already becoming unlivable. It's not that the big cities are going to collapse; they are collapsing. We're just seeing the first wave of it now. We are excessively close to the break, close enough that I'm going to advertise the break. Please enjoy the break and stick around. I'll try to pull up some more interesting things to talk about uh, on the other side and maybe take your calls. Attention, freedom-loving patriots. Are you ready to dive deep into the principles that founded our great nation? Join me, Peter Serafine, and the Institute on the Constitution as we light the way to a brighter future with the Liberty Lighthouse Classroom. At liberty-lighthouse.com slash classroom, you'll find a treasure trove of online courses on the U.S. Constitution, carefully crafted to empower you with knowledge to defend your rights and liberty, whether you're a student, a history enthusiast, or just a concerned citizen. These courses are for you. Gain a comprehensive understanding of our Constitution's principles, the wisdom of our founding fathers, and how to apply them in today's world. 
As a special offer to our freedom-loving listeners of Republic Broadcasting Network, use coupon code RBN at checkout and get 20% discount on any course. Join the Liberty Lighthouse Classroom and be a part of the movement to uphold the values that have made our nation exceptional. Unleash the power of knowledge and protect what truly matters, our Constitution. Visit liberty-lighthouse.com slash classroom today. Don't miss this incredible opportunity. Use code RBN for 20% off. Together, we'll be the beacon of freedom our founding generation envisioned. Liberty Lighthouse Classroom. Illuminating minds, empowering patriots. Did you know the IRS publicly admits that income tax is collected by voluntary compliance? Get the information you need to help you avoid income tax with these five easy steps. All you have to do is go to avoidincometax.com to get your five easy steps on how to avoid the IRS income tax. Escape the IRS. Let avoidincometax.com help you. We guarantee our five easy steps or your money back. Go to avoidincometax.com. Health Simple with Kalwara Shilaji. Fact bit number three. Shilaji is the supreme yoga vaha. Within Ayurveda, Shilaji is the singular substance that towers above all other herbs, herbal minerals, and earth-made adaptogens. Yogavaha refers to substances that have the ability to synergistically make better and carry other substances to its prescribed destination. In the case of Shilaji, most any herb, food, or mineral is amplified with ionic potential, superimposing superior efficacy with increased cellular energy and absorption rates. One of the best applications for Shilaji is to add a drop or two into your favorite herbal tincture and foodstuff. Simply put, Shilaji makes other substances more effective. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo and banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. in plain sight your Monday night rundown of the news and you can call in at 512-248-8252 getting back to this uh, this post article on Venezuelan gangs in New York City after they steal the phones um, they break into them they drain the victims bank accounts of cash with fraudulent transactions and these are happening in both the U.S. and South America. Uh, and the phones themselves are sent to Colombia to be wiped, reprogrammed, and sold. Probably real cheap to third-worlders that uh, you know live in shacks and post videos uh, on Instagram and Facebook, right? Now the Post can disclose that the pattern of robberies is being linked to law enforcement, by law enforcement, to a brutal Venezuelan gang, which is sending its members to New York as part of the migrant wave and using its sprawling criminal empire to launch 
launder the proceeds of the crimes proceeds. Oh, so Venezuelan gangs, I wonder if they were riding any of the buses that Abbott or, uh, or the Florida guy DeSantis, you know, sent up there to own the libs. Libs are owned. Now you got yourself on stolen libs. There you go. Hey, let's hit the call screen before we get too close to the break. I think we have William in Texas. William, welcome. Jeremy, thank you. Another another great show tonight. You're doing a great job. It's been a while since I called you, but uh, I want to talk about this whole situation thing that's just dragging on just drastically in Gaza. And I want to talk about what RBN listeners uh, could do for, uh, you know, the thing about so many of our, our, we got two kinds of friends, those of us who are Christians. We got Christian friends, and then we got friends who are maybe not completely on the left. Well, maybe we have some of those, but, you know, then we got some maybe more liberal friends that aren't Christians or whatever. But, I mean, I think I want to run this by you and see what you think. I mean, for our Christian friends, I think we should try to convince people that these Jews who are over there, especially the ones propagating this, the government, uh, these Jews are not God's chosen people. And, you know, Wednesday night we could discuss, you know, scriptural reasons for that. But I think if we can con- convince our Christian friends that these are not God's chosen people, God just sees these people as, uh, you know, you and I know there's either people, what the Bible calls, in Adam, unsaved, or in Christ saved. And, you know, if we can just convince our Christian friends, these people are just murderous, barbarous people that are not God's chosen people. And then for our liberal friends, just convince them that this this is a mere humanitarian issue, just 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 for the sake of, of, of saving lives, American people have always kind of stepped up to the plate, at least for the most part. So we, I think we've got one approach for Christian friends and one approach for maybe non-Christian liberal friends. What do you think? I think that's true, and I find it easier to talk to my liberal friends on this yeah. matter yes. because yes. they see it as humanitarian. But now what they're going to say is that look at these white people in Israel – uh, genociding the brown Palestinians. And that's a good opening to be like, well, actually, uh, did you know that people of Jewish ethnicity don't consider themselves European? Maybe they look white. Yeah. I mean, that yes. that would be a good point. With the Christian friends, it's, it's very difficult to talk to them because the whole Trump MAGA pro-Israel, know. you know, that that's wrapped up with, you know, anti-trannyism, anti-homo marriage. Even anti-immigration to so the same people that believe all these, you know, excellent talking points are also pro-Israel. It's very difficult. The only way you could do that maybe is to show your Christian friends that, hey, you're, you're, you want to save America. You don't want to leave where we're, you know, streaming through here and point out like, you know, the Haim Society, the Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society and all of these different organizations that are Jewish that are pushing this immigration yeah, the barber specter mentality of just oh, we have to make this change. You know, Europe, Europeans cannot, European countries can't survive without this kind of change that they're bringing on. It's just nothing but a disaster. And you know, you want to get into the biblical framework of this, and we can more Wednesday. But you know, the Apostle John says that he doesn't that does not have the Son does not have the Father. Exactly. It's in the epistles of. And you can point out, like, in their writings and in their beliefs, Christians are the most persecuted in Israel than almost any other country. 
from that, the beginning, that, the whole of Acts, you know, was nothing but yeah. persecution on Christians, not primarily by the Romans. That came later with Nero, but but by the Jews. Yeah, that's in the book of Acts, but also yeah. in today, in modern day, the uh, Voice of the Martyrs is a, a famous Christian publication, and even they point out that Israel is one of the worst places for Christians to be. If you try to apostolize in Israel, you're going to get in trouble legally, probably locked up. It's illegal. Hey, you want to hang on, Wayne? We got a break coming up. Sure. Yeah, I'd be glad to hang on. Thanks. Since you've been gone, there's something I want to say. Since you've been gone, there's no one taking your You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee. And I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee. And after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good. And uh, every time I came back, uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it, and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee... You have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. February is Heart Month. And every year, Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply. In February, Extendivite is only $57.50 for a two-month supply plus shipping and handling. Extendivite is a combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. These ingredients work synergistically to improve your overall health. So don't delay. Join the Extendivite family today. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. 
The complete website is drinksupertea.com or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113, drinksupertea.com. Memory, your landline is burning hose. Recover the damage, bring it all home. Back to Endpoint Site, just talking to Wayne uh, in Texas. Wayne, I wanted to hold you over just to take a few minutes to, to explore this a little bit and bring up something that a lot of people aren't aware of. And I know we have another caller. I don't want to take too long. But, you know, about 15 years ago, our local chicken plant that processes chicken from the farms, they were bringing in all of these different Muslim uh, Muslims migrants from Africa, from Somalia, to work in the plants. And they work for a while, then they they quit and dispersed and just disappeared into the population. And they were a real problem in Mayfield, Kentucky. Um, And I I was looking into this, and I tried to get some of the white uh, South African farmers that had lost their jobs uh, to to be hired by these chicken plants. One particular white guy from South Africa was an engineer. The plant wouldn't hire him. They said, we have to, you know, they have to be sponsored. And they said that the Catholic Church was sponsoring uh, these Somalian migrants, and that didn't make sense to me. I could understand Catholics sponsoring Catholics from South America, uh, but they're they're sponsoring these Somalian migrants. They're working hand in hand with the you know the Jewish immigrant groups to bring these people in, and this goes back to the Office of Faith Based and Community Initiatives. This was an executive order done by uh, G. W. Bush in two thousand one, right after he was inaugurated. And it was supposed it was sold to us as faith-based community organizations providing uh, you know support for their communities and poor people and you know getting people jobs. But what it was really used for was for organizations like the Catholic Church and Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society to just bring in all these third worlders and they were getting money for it and they were sponsoring these large groups of people coming in. Uh, so that they can work in our small communities and then just be dispersed and get housing and clothing and all of that. So all of that kind of ties together. These are things you can bring up to your Christian friends. And the, the Office of Faith-Based and Community Initiatives. Let me kick it to you for a response, and then, then we'll have to move on. Yeah, yeah, exactly, Jeremy. Uh, it's look, that's a it's a front, you know. Just like uh, you know, people at least can relate to like how um, the mafia has places, you know, or organized crime has has places and things that they use for money money laundering. You know, these these faith based uh, initiatives and assistance programs that that you're talking about, uh, it, it's just a front. It's just a front for uh, for what comes out of what's the end result of that. And that's just further and further uh, excuses for, for mass immigration and, and serious change of demographic demographics. And it's like you were saying before the break, how, uh, you know, if white people would really look into this, uh, how the, the Jews don't consider themselves to be uh, white. The, the only time that Jews will uh, in conversations or, or 
public speaking or whatever, uh, when they want to put themselves to come across as white, is to, you know, uh, collectively condemn, you know, those of us who are actually white. Uh, the only other time they'll uh, they'll do like what's-his-face Mayorkas did uh, here recently when he was grilled in a congressional hearing just uh, and make himself the victim or, uh, you know, a, uh, an extended victim because his family was supposedly uh, almost uh, purged out of existence in the Holocaust, you know. That's one of their right. main tools. But we can put, point out the hypocrisy, the hypocrisy, and the double standards, like you're talking about. Maybe some of our uh, some of our friends, either on the Christian side or, or the uh, more liberal side, can can see these things. Good, very good points. Well, thanks a lot for your call, Wayne. Always enjoy it. Okay, we'll see you again. Take care. All right. Bye. All right. Thanks. Uh, we have James up next. James in Vancouver. Yeah, good evening. So uh, they dropped 8 million tons of bombs on Vietnam from 1965, maybe 64, until uh, 1975. How would you compare that with the bombs they're dropping on Gaza? Would you say oh, well, I've said outfit? I've, I've said before that, that the U.S. empire leads the way in, in genocide. And, you know, has since after World War II. Well, what about uh, World War II itself and then before that, World War I? So did the Jews make the white Christians do that, or how did that work? You had key Jews in offices. Uh, uh, we know FDR. Some people claim FDR yeah. was a Jew. I'm not going to go there. He was heavily no, no, okay. influenced by Jews. All right. And it, it was kind so, of a uh, known thing. Mm-hmm. Well, what I'm saying is it's kind of a known thing that America America intervened because of the false flag yeah. of Pearl Harbor, or, you know, Pearl Harbor. I mean, it was instigated. It, it wasn't necessarily a false flag, but it was instigated. Right. Uh, you know, they knew what the result would be. Um, but it was kind of a known thing that, that the Europeans fought that war for the sake of the Jews that were expelled from Germany. The high cabal. Well, what about the Vatican now? The uh, Pope Pius Twelfth was for 20 years Papal Nuncio to Germany. You don't think he wasn't conniving to break Germany down because in 1517 Martin Luther left the church? The same thing with the British, you see. So the idea would be get the British and the Germans and the Russians because they left two to fight each other, and that's exactly what happened. And you find it yeah. strange that the Roman Catholic Church is sponsor- sponsoring a bunch of Somalis come to the United States when the high cabal of the Muslim organization has a relationship with the Vatican. Yeah, it's it's all under faith-based community it. initiatives. They're all faith-based, right? Muslim, Judaism, well, Christianity. It's more than faith-based. It's an org- They, they um, run in tandem. Same with the yes. Jews, because it's big money. Yeah, and I've spoken anyway, of the corruption... Of the Vatican well, for big money, a while. yeah. Well, who made yeah. money off of those eight million tons of bombs dropped in Vietnam, and the money that's being made off of Gaza, and the money ma- being made off of what happened in Germany? See, so uh, you know, I hear this: oh, white people, they're, they're, these are fantastic. Uh, there's, there's something special about them. No, there's nothing special about them. They get bought off just like everybody else. I'll our politicians do. I'll, our politicians wow. do, but it's been yeah, white right. Europeans that have been the, have innovated 
all of the great things that you, that we enjoy in the modern era, we mostly enjoy. Germans that you we enjoy. Like destroying New York City right now? No, I'm talking about like running water and uh, the te- technologies yeah. to heat and cool your house. I mean, that's all been white innovations. Yeah, 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 I get it. Mm-hmm. Well, the end that, game want, for the United we're, States. Go ahead. So when white people are gone, you'll see exactly what kind of civilization we're then. Well, you're seeing it now, but you were seeing it 40, 50, 60 years ago. See? People shouldn't get involved in wars and say, well, uh, I'm going to drop bombs on other people, but on Sunday, I'm going to go to church. And people well, you're say, absolutely oh, right. Christian soldiers. You're, uh, you're absolutely right. Cr- Christians, are, Christians are hypocrites for advocating well, the bombing of these third world countries and then going to church and singing praise Jesus. But let's not also forget yeah. that Henry Kissinger spearheaded the war in Vietnam. He was a professor that toured Vietnam and gave advice. And he was, he was kind of the one that was pushing it through multiple administrations. Henry Kissinger, the Jew. Yep. Mm-hmm. What about Dean Rusk? I don't think Dean Rusk no. was a Jew, but he was doing the same deal. The and, and the Jews can't do it by race. themselves. They, they've got to have collaborators. Absolutely. It's a, it's a tangled web we weave. I'll let you go. Bye All right, thanks, James. Okay, next up, Joe in Florida. Joe, welcome. Hey, Jeremy, good to hear you. Thanks for taking my call. Um, well, there was, a, there was something I thought I was going to mention. I'll just briefly say, because I'm a little bit overwhelmed, by that call from James, who, by the way, has admitted previously on the air, James from Vancouver, that he is a Freemason. Uh, I don't know if you know that. He's actually admitted that. He said that he's, yes, uh, I, I don't know what degree. And then with this, wow, what, what, what a load of BS that is. Pius XII, Pope Pius XII conspiring to take down Germany. If you know anything about Pius XII's in history, he's always been the Pope who... Wrongly has been accused of being, oh, conspiring with Hitler. Okay, that's a false lie. That's a lie, too. That somehow he was, he was working against the Jews. Now, James says, oh, he's actually working for the Jews. You know what it sounds like, Jeremy? It sounds like a lot of these, I don't know what the religion is, right? They're pagans, I guess. They're kind of like that Adam Green. You know, they're convinced that Christianity is all a hoax perpetrated by the Jews. Right. It's all it's all a ruse, okay? It's all like it's a it's a Jewish plot. The entire religion, Catholics and and Protestants and or, or Russian Orthodox, they're they're all controlled by the Jews. A, lo- a load of garbage. When we know the enemies, as Saint Paul says, the enemies of the entire human race are the Jews. Right? The Jews and the enemies of the entire human race. Now, uh, that's just kind of. Uh, the summary, but I, I mean, I, I think that's where James goes. He's also said, I think he's one of these people that promotes these ridiculous ideas that, oh, the Jesuits are really running the world, you know. Robert Rayvolt also, who I kind of like, but he pushes that kind of ridiculous idea. Somehow the Jesuits are running the world, right? No. I mean, the Jesuits were a, a force for good, and they're not a force for good now, especially within the church. But they're certainly not running the world, Anyway, the, the real thing I was going to mention was because earlier tonight, it was a good show, Richard and uh, William Rapone were on. Uh, they, they sort of dissected the, the uh, Tucker-Putin interview. 
Although I wish they would have taken some calls because there was a lot of things there. I don't know. I mean, I, I saw the interview just to bring it up. I, it was fantastic. I mean, I, if you've seen, if you are aware, you know, and I think you're aware, and Dr. Slattery are aware, Dr. Duke are aware, that Vladimir Putin, whatever else you say about him, he is literally a genius. He's a profoundly intelligent person, right? Uh, so I was actually, it wasn't anything surprising in the interview. Um, one of the things, I mean, they, they had said earlier on the show, and I think William was saying this, they, they couldn't get this idea through their head about how Putin talks about uh, denazification, right, and the problem of these people, these Nazis, right, that, that are there. And so maybe that's evidence that Putin is really pushing the Jewish line. But I, I will credit Dr. Slattery with helping me understand this, right? So in World War II, you know, one of the things that Jews do, right, is with, with, with respect to the so-called Holocaust, or as I like to call it, the hoaxocaust, is they, they want people to believe that the only enemies of Adolf Hitler in Germany in World War II were Jews. Oh, they have to be the sole victim, right? Six million people in gas chambers. Well, actually, if you look at the numbers during World War II, Jews were actually very, a very small amount of people that were actually killed and targeted, right? I think there was only 300,000. Not that even one was right. I'm not saying that there weren't Jews that died. Certainly wasn't six million. What a load of crap. But 300,000 maybe? 500,000? I don't know. It was certainly one-tenth of what they claim. But my point I'm trying to make is that even today, this idea that if you talk to a Russian today, anybody under the age, uh, over the age of 20 in Russia knows that they lost 27 million people in World War II, and it was largely the Germans who were fighting them. Uh, Germany invaded Russia. I'm no fan of communism. That's an evil system, too. But, you know, the idea that, oh, it's only the Jews that were over it. No, you know, there were a lot of Russians that were killed by, by Hitler's armies and, 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 and the fighters. Uh, I'm not saying that that was a, necessarily a bad thing, because I'm no fan of communism. But it's an interesting thing, because denazification, it's where those people who are, they're psychopaths, they're sadists. In, I'm talking about people in Ukraine that are the Azov Battalion, right? And the important thing, the parallel is to make, like, in America, the Black Lives Matter or Antifa people. Who are they? Are they real people? Do they burn down buildings? Do they, in some cases, try to kill people, Right. Uh, uh, yes, and but they're funded by the Jews, right? And that's what these not so-called Nazis, self-styled Nazis are. They really exist, and they are used by the Jews like Victoria Newland and others who pump billions of dollars into them to, to weaponize them so that they can be the bad guy up front. Well, we know this war is a Jewish war against Russia. Anyway, I mean, what do you think, Jeremy? Yeah, I, I view the Azov Battalion neo-Nazis uh, along with uh, ISIS. You know, both of these groups were funded by our State Department and Israeli Mossad and, exactly. and even Saudi Arabia and to terrorize. You know, ISIS was to terrorize Syria and try to overthrow Assad. And these Azov Battalions were to terrorize uh, the uh, Russian people in the Donbass. And, 
you know, to me, that's what Putin's speaking against. We know that Putin is intelligent. He's read Alexander Solzhenitsyn. He understands 200 years together. I think that he's withholding certain things from that interview uh, for purposes purposes of strategy. Uh, I'm going to have Patrick analyze it further tomorrow night. We're going to oh, right. get on, and I'm sure we'll have something to say, because he'll be able to go a little yeah. bit deeper. That's just my take on it from that face value. No, I agree. I agree. And you know what I will say? I'm crediting Dr. Slattery with this, which I didn't understand. If you think about, really, if you... For most of the people in America and in the West, if you ask them, well, you know, who, who were the real enemies of the Nazis, right? And what would we say? We, um, typical Americans, oh, the Jews, right? You went to Russia. When you say Nazi to anybody else in the world, it's like, oh, they hate the Jews, right? The enemy of the Jews. When you say a Nazi to a Russian, they understand, and I think it's right, that th- that was their enemy. They were targeting Russians, right? They they invaded uh, so to a Russian, a Nazi is not like a, uh, somebody who hates Jews. To a Russian, a Nazi is someone who hates Russians. And the other thing I'll say is that in the interview, which I didn't mention earlier tonight, but, you know, at several points in that interview, and I've heard him say before President Putin describes that he'll list groups of people, like he said in the war, that Germans were fighting Poles, Russians, and Jews. Right. So he makes that distinction. He's made it other times. Right. Russians and Jews. Now, we all know that, you know, there's Russian Jews. There are people who took over the country of Russia, the communist Bolshevik Jews. Right. Uh, And so there is an awareness. Right. That I think we wouldn't have in this country. People don't make distinctions, right? If you say, well, I'm a Jewish American, whatever. But Putin and Russians, I think, in their culture, they understand, like Solzhenitsyn said, look, these are two two separate people, right? 200 years together, right? It's like Russians and Jews, right? And even that, to me, is an indicator that Putin is not controlled by Jews. He knows exactly who they are. He also understands the risks of turning into using, you know, let's say, Nazi language against them or whatever, he understands that, you know, uh, they can destroy a country. I think that they were ravaging the country of Russia in the 10 years before Putin got there, you know. Uh, so yeah. I just give a little credit to him. Well, thanks, Joe. i got a couple more callers. Um, like I hey, said, listen. Out, Jerry. To Great to uh, hear you. Yeah, thanks. We'll deal with it tomorrow, I'm pretty sure. <clears throat> we'll go to... Vinny in Indiana, and then James is coming back for a further comment after Vinny. Vinny, welcome to the show. Yeah, um, I agree with Joe. Uh, the Richard Carey, uh, Willem McCollum show, uh, Willem McCollum was really good on that show. They went through the uh, the Vladimir Putin, Tucker Carlson interview. And, uh, you know, the thing is for, for Putin is he's kind of stuck in what he can what he can say and what the actual messaging he has to he's used um, because he is the leader of Russia and anybody who's a baby boomer particularly um, and also someone who's who's you know his 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 parent his father fought in World War II he, he lost uh, I guess a baby brother who died during the siege of Leningrad um, you know you were taught that you know um, Russia was it was Vic, uh, was invaded by Hitler because Hitler was, you know, Hitler was crazy madman. Hitler wanted to conquer the world, and you know, I think overwhelming evidence is 
is that Hitler invaded Russia because Russia would have invaded from the east to the west within two to six weeks had not Hitler invaded Russia. That's known in his, by, by historians as the Suvorov thesis by the Russian um, historian. He's a Ukrainian and Russian, uh, Viktor Suvorov. He's actually named as Vladimir Vladimir Razun, who was a Russian intelligence officer who got access to the Russian archives during the 1980s. And he fled to the uh, U.S., and he has written numerous books, and he documents this very, very well. Ron Unz has covered this on the Ron Unz site. Um, written, he's written like a half dozen articles on this. There was a book called uh, Stalin's War that came out by a very well-respected uh, historian called Sean McMeekin called Stalin's War. And uh, just a month ago, there's an article called uh, Hitler's the Peacemaker by Roger C. Devlin at the uh, Unz Review talking about how Hitler tried to avoid war. Um, but... Uh, you know, he they Hitler got bamboozled into signing the uh, the Molotov Ribbentrop Pact. He realized as soon as he signed that that he was going to get into a war. Britain was going in France were going to declare war on Germany because of his uh, using territory uh, in Poland. They weren't going to fault the Russians because the Russians weren't going to delay their invasion for by a couple of weeks. So Russia got off scot free and. Hitler was now forced into war against England and France. He had he attacked, but miraculously he was successful because the Russians thought he'd be bogged, that Hitler would be bogged down in war for uh, a year, a couple of years, and by that time Russia would have all of its military and be able to invade by the east, and Hitler would be totally destroyed. Miracle happens, France collapses in within you know a, a month after being invaded, and now Hitler tried to get a peace deal with with, with Britain, uh, you know, that, you know, unfortunately, uh, Churchill was a drunken fool and couldn't see the blunder that he created, and uh, even after Rudolf Hess flew into Germany and uh, flew, flew into Britain and tried to get a peace deal, uh, tried to talk to some, some Britons who might have been able to get rid of Churchill, Hitler now had no other choice. He didn't want to con- he couldn't he couldn't and did not want to conquer Britain. He wanted Britain just to stay neutral so that he knew that he was in a desperate situation. He sent all his armies east. He invaded Russia because he had no other choice. It would have been very easy had Russia had Russia had stacked all of their military on the on the uh, on the eastern front. They would have been able to te- take the R- Romania uh, the Romanian oil fields within a matter of weeks. Hitler would have no oil. Hitler would have been knocked out of the war. So everything we know about World War II is a lie. But, you know, Putin, every Russian grows up his age and been, has been totally brainwashed. Every American, every Brit, has, everything we know about World War II is just basically a lie. He has to use the term Nazi because everybody knows the Nazis are the bad guys. And, and now... Putin didn't call the Nazi because he wants to conquer the world. Putin doesn't want to conquer the world. All that Putin wanted was for the Russians and the Ukraine to be left alone and not be terrorized by the Ukrainian Banderas, who were funded by the Jews, to push this kind of madman Banderas ideology, which is insane. I mean, Banderas was not a Nazi. He was just a lunatic. And... You know, this whole, I, I thought that Putin, Putin really handled himself well, but he's limited by what 
unfortunately, the great masses of the public have been lied to, propagandized what they can, what what they know. You can't really say, you know, Russia wasn't the good guy in World War II. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the U.S. and Britain weren't the good guys. It was a, it was an enormous tragedy on all sides. You can't, but he he's limited in what he can communicate. Well, thanks for that, James. I think Patrick and I are going to dissect it further tomorrow night. I, I, I want to get his take, but thanks for the call, my friend. Yep. Have a good night. Bye. Bring on James. James, you got maybe a minute to, to say what you got to say. Uh, sure. Um, I get my information about the Roman Catholic Church, the Third Reich, from my Hitler youth buddy, who is now 95, and uh, whose father was a high, highly decorated officer on the Russian front and was killed. Secondly, as far as the Masons are concerned, one of the most influential Masons I ever knew <clears throat> was in British intelligence in Palestine from 1945 to 1948 and remembered quite vividly when the King David Hotel was blown up because many of his mates, like he said, were blown up in there. So. I have quite a few contacts, and I have quite a few ways of getting information. And I'll leave it at that and pick it up at another time. Thank you. Could be worth, could be worth further debate, James. Further debate. Thanks a lot for the caller. You guys have a great night. Stay clapping. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth.